a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Smoking. We be smoking, smoking. When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up, I hit it up. Now I'm fitted up. All right. Look at that. It is yet another Monday morning with some coffee and chronic and your favorite girls, Phoenix and Mike. Hempress Emily M. There she is. There she is. The wonderful, lovely Hempress Emily M. And you all know what it is. This is a new live son of a bitch. This is a big old new live son of a bitch. We've been off for two weeks. We've had plenty of time to sit and think about the stuff that we want to part impart to you this morning. But we do need to start with the fact that this is episode 11 and we are a value for value show, which means whatever value you get from what you hear come out of our mouths. If you want to contribute it back to us in either your time, your talent or your treasure, you can go to coffee and chronic.com. Click the green. We like money button. And we are a charitable organization as well. We can take those Fiat Fun coupons off your hands and put them to good use, like keeping this shit show on the air and also merchandising, et cetera, et cetera. You can send us Boostagrams if you have one of those wonderful 2.0 apps that we all love so much. It's the Rooster Booster. Pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it. That's right. You heard it. That drop from my co-host, pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it because it is time. It is time. You can also send us mail in the back channel and hit us up uh, if you want the physical address. That's what I meant. Hit us up in the back channel for the physical address. That's it. If you want to send something to either myself or the Hempress, we can provide addresses for that. And also, you can find us to give us feedback if you like our show, if you hate our show, if you don't care about our show. Feel free. Send us a message on No Agenda Social. I am at Phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X. And Emily is... At Hempress, Emily M on No Agenda Social and also on 13 Bills. There you have And any other social media. That's right. And you can email... Me at phoenix at coffeeandchronic.com. And you can email Emily at hempressemilym at coffeeandchronic.com. Or you could always call 253-237-3321 and uh, be part of the conversation about the subject that we're talking about. We we love having live call-ins and lively conversations. So... If you have been tuned into Coffee and Chronic for any amount of time, practically, you will be familiar with the content that we have been putting out, uh, spurred on by this wonderful, courageous woman named Kathy O'Brien and all of the truths that she is bringing to light since she blew the whistle on what's really going on in government way back in the 90s when she gave testimony in front of Congress about the nefarious shit going on. Now, they, of course, don't want you to know what's really going on. So you kind of have to read between the lines. And that's where we come in. And today we're going to talk about and 
yes, it's kind of a revisit of a subject we talked about before, but we think it is worth a little bit more airtime. So we're going to talk about the education system and how truly fucked up and broken it is. And just being indoctrinated with repetitive um, bombardment. Well, of you saw you you were uh, owned. I guess is the word. I can't think of a, another word. You were enslaved uh, to people who changed our school system, right? Yeah, they ruined yeah. our school system. Yeah, talk about that. The uh, whole education of wasn't it called whole education? Global education. education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, um, my owner in MK Ultra Mind Control, my self-appointed owner, U.S. Senator Robert C. Byrd, who was head of Senate Appropriations. He was in Senate for over 50 years, you know, making sure that nobody voted in term limits, you know, because <laughs> he wanted to stay there like forever. But um, he made the states dependent on federal funding for the school systems. That's right. Uh it, it's just so it's so nefarious and we will have links in the show notes for all of the ways that we have found or at least a few ways we have found of our education system being so corrupt and so screwed up from the no child left behind thousand points of light or you know we call it around here no child left unscathed through this comprehensive understanding of mind control scientists recognize the importance of affecting cognitive development at a young age this set into motion the infiltration of our educational systems controlling not only what to think but how to think from programs like America 2000 to No Child Left Behind to Common Core. Common Core, that's right. The one thing that as an old Gen Xer and Hempress Emily being a millennial that we have been able to discuss and pretty much uh, agree upon that for old farts like me, looking at Common Core makes my brain hurt because I, I'm, I don't know. My brain works differently than most people's. So when I see Common Core and two and two does not equal four, it gets me a little bit worried. So I'm going to let Emily talk about Common Core a little bit more in detail. Um... What I can tell you about it is that the Common Core State Standards Initiative, commonly known as Common Core, is an educational initiative from 2010 that details what K through 12 students throughout the U.S. should know in English language arts and mathematics at the conclusion of each year. The initiative is sponsored by the National Governors Association and Council of Chief State School Officers. Sounds like a bunch of unfettered <clears throat> bullshit but we'll let emily tell you more about that it sounds like a lot of uh salaries <laughs> oh yeah That's word salad like. badly yeah so common core math specifically um when i look at it 
I am seeing my life's work of cheat codes and understanding how math maths. So when I first saw it, it made sense to me in the sense of um, we don't want kids getting to high school and not knowing anything. So the more that we can give them upriver or upstream of graduation, so that way by the time they get here, they have something. It, it kind of sort of made sense a little bit. Um, but what doesn't actually work in implementation is giving that information to kindergartners, giving that information to first graders, giving that information to third, fourth, fifth. I don't think that their little brains can handle that much information. I think it's too many competing processes for them to understand the simplicity of two plus two equals four right instead of saying one plus one plus two equals four that's yeah that's an extra step that's really not necessary for a tiny little and, mind that's just trying yep. to comprehend how when you take these two beans and you add them to these two beans you these now have beans, four beans now i have four beans yeah exactly. like they're they're a blank computer Right. Like it doesn't even have windows installed in this bitch. Yeah. And they're trying to put you on fucking some C plus plus shit. Right. Exactly. They're basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 expecting them to like write their own code, giving them like six different lines of it. And it's all gibberish. Exactly. You're expecting them <laughs> to be able to like write code like phone boy when, uh, you know, they're a Luddite like Phoenix. Listen, I am an ampersand hearts semicolon of the MySpace days. Oh my God, MySpace. But that's about it. <clears throat> that's about it. I don't know. I don't know how the brain I have today is the same brain that I had a pimped out MySpace with, but it is. I don't, so I don't know. But sidebar. Um, yeah, the, and the, that's the only thing specifically I have opinion on about the Common Core is the math. And that's just me being salty because A, their little baby brains can't handle that much information. And B, I spent a lot of years feeling diggity dumb, learning cheat codes about math, figuring out how my brain understood numbers and running with it. Right now I'm I'm queen of couponing. I'm queen of sales. I could tell you how much this would be at the register after tax. Rain man shit. But that's not I don't want a kindergartner to be like that. If you are they like shouldn't that, shouldn't have to be. Right, exactly. So we and that's the problem is like catering to the lowest common denominator, which if you caught last week's episode that we put up online, medically gaslit, we cover the DSM being completely made up. It's actually been two weeks if you can believe maker. it. This this is like we, we have two weeks that we have not been on the microphone together due to holly days. Yeah, holidays and life and spending time with our family. Yeah, that that's the important stuff, you know. And what, our real lives got in the way of our internet lives. That's it. Yeah. You know, our, our our two our two lives have uh crossed streams, if you will, and yeah. the next thing you know it all blows up. So here's here's what uh 
Here's what Wikipedia has to say about this. So in the 1990s, Common Core was a movement that began in the U.S. to establish national education standards for students across the country, outlining what students were expected to know and do in each grade level and implementing ways to find out if they were meeting those standards. The pro- one of the problems is that it put extra pressure on the children to learn something so completely foreign, like Emily was saying. It also put an unexpected pressure on the educators because now, as you've heard us rail about numerous times, you have educators who are expected to be raising these children as well as making sure that, oh, they all have to succeed because no child can be left unscathed in this system. And if the children are not succeeding, instead, when I was a kid being held back because, hey, you didn't make the grade, you didn't learn what you're supposed to, you didn't demonstrate that you learned what you were supposed to. No, they just make it somebody else's problem by passing them into the next grade because if they don't, they've got administrators on their backs barking, bitching, and threatening their jobs and their tenure. And what you end up with is an entire generation of children who can't make change in their head at McDonald's without a computer telling them what the change is supposed to be. And God forbid the computer goes down you will see a full-on facial meltdown of anyone under the age of, mm-hmm. like, let's see. This started 35. in the 90s. So, yeah, you now have an entire generation of 30-year-olds yeah. who can't make change in their head. No offense to Empress mm-hmm. Emily, because I'm sure she is one of the I, anomalies I mean, who can. Well, and this is the thing. It's like, there's a lot of people in retail that are of my generation and there's a gap there's only a few of us and i would say probably like 10 to 15 percent of us who saw the signs and said it ain't gonna be me i'm not gonna be a dummy i'll figure out my cheat codes i'm gonna get where i need to be and evolutionarily only 10 to 15 percent of us are fucking worth a shit well you're not wrong about that and that's you're fine. you're definitely not wrong about that, but, but I think <laughs> I think a big reason why they implemented this and they've been continually implement. I mean, you heard us talk about and you heard in Kathy's own words how nefarious people like George W. were, and we this actually goes way back. We can even talk about LBJ. I started school when I was four years old. And they tell me, Miss Kate, that I recited my first lessons while sitting on your lap. From our very beginnings as a nation, we have felt a very fierce commitment to the ideal of education for everyone. It fixed itself into our democratic creed. Over a century and a quarter ago, the president of the Republic of Texas, Mirabar D. Lamar, proclaimed education as the guardian genius of democracy the only dictator that free men acknowledge and the only security that free men desire. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. When when I heard that clip, when Phone Boy took that clip, the beginning part where he's talking about sitting on a teacher's lap, that really disturbed me on a level. Like, I know... Why? Did you miss the beginning part where he says that what's-her-face, Miss Whatever... Right. taught eight grades no in i did one room 
I, I did catch that. And for back... What the in, fuck are you supposed to do with a four-year-old when you're dealing with 13 and 14-year-olds? You put that son of a bitch on your lap and you say, sit with me. Yeah. Here, look at the picture book or whatever. Yeah, right. I get There was that. only 20 kids in that class. Yeah, and the now... town's next generation. 20 Little kids is like in-school suspension <laughs> for one day kind of numbers. <laughs> yeah. You've got... You know, you, you've got at least double that, if not more, in classrooms. But, and that's only one grade. 28. You know, like mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, this, this person was teaching eight different grade groups all in one room. Right. Yeah, all they have, room, yeah. Um, they have updated that to where it's not one teacher teaching one through eight or K through eight or whatever, but... We've had such a population explosion Mm -hmm. that there hasn't really been a choice. That's why you have like three elementary schools if you live in a large enough town. And even if you live in a small town, you could have two to three. It's it's just obscene. I've never lived. I've never lived anywhere with less than five elementary schools. But that's that's exactly the point. (laughs) Our population has exploded to the degree where you need five separate elementary schools. And that's not counting charter schools or Jesus schools. Oh, yeah. That's the truth, too. Those are just like the public schools. Like in in New Jersey, the high school, the campus looked like a community college campus. Their graduating class was like 8,000 people. That's disgusting. Not really. But like it's a it's a. It's a number that my brain, I can't comprehend 8,000 seniors in a building with three other grades that are going to be the same amount of, like, that's, that's too many people. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, and I thought my graduating class was huge because we had 150. I mean, it's just become 668 ex- from the diploma mill that i went to holy crap and i was number five so. you're awesome thanks well, well it's it's kind of a fucking sucker punch in the jaw when they turn out to be a diploma mill and my diggity dumbass took it serious <laughs> well at the time i mean you kind of jokes didn't... on me well i don't know if it's so much the jokes on you or if it's the jokes because nah, i got the good I got a good education. I got the education that I wanted and that I paid for. Yeah. That piece of paper from high school is worthless for all of us. It really so, is. I mean, there's not I just really, paid for mine. I mean, the, the sad part is sometimes you don't even need the damn thing anymore. And then on other... I know people. <laughs> on I other people levels, if you fucking... don't have it, people are like, oh, no, you can't flip burgers without proving that you went through the puppy mill. I know people that have fucking good jobs, college degree requiring jobs, and they ain't even got that college degree because they're like five to seven credits short on a class that they'll redo after graduation. Wow. So, and that's just me in my 8,000 people I've met in my life. There's about a dozen of them. (laughs) Well, I, I, I absolutely think it's interesting because I was reading through the uh, development segment on this Wikipedia page on Common Core. 
And it's interesting that it says that the initiative's stated purpose was to, finger quotes, provide a consistent, clear understanding of what students are expected to learn so teachers and parents know what they need to help them with. Additionally, the standards are designed to be robust and relevant to the real world, reflecting the knowledge and skills that our young people need for success in college and careers, which should place American students in a position where they can compete in global economy what a complete and utter fucking line of <clears throat> bullshit when you can't even do simple math in your head and you think that common core is robust and relevant for the real world so that our students can compete in global economy, we're getting run the fuck over consistently because of the shit practices that the government has put in place and called it education. It's just absolutely nauseating. For too long, children suffered while jarring entries caused stalemate in the efforts to improve our schools. Since 1946, Congress tried repeatedly and failed repeatedly to enact measures for elementary and secondary education. And now, within the past three weeks, the House of Representatives, by a vote of 263 to 153, and the Senate, by a vote of 73 to 18, have passed the most sweeping educational bill ever to come before Congress. It represents a major new commitment of the federal government to quality and equality in the schooling that we offer our young people. Oh, God. Quality. And equality. What quality? What fucking quality? They're pumping out cookie-cutter, mindless little cretins, and well, we know why, okay? Equally and equitably created. Yes, they're equally and equitably useless, and that's yeah. what they want. They completely want oh. to take all yes. rational, critical thinking yes. out. The process of thinking critically has been eliminated. Standardized bubble testing has replaced analysis. Memorization has replaced inquiry and the process of learning. So it... it it scares me when I look at the youth of today and I see, and the clip we played just prior to that one, of course, uh, a companion clip to the first one we played is none other than Lyndon Baines Johnson, old LBJ himself. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Hampress, but uh, most of this harebrained bullshit ideas is coming from presidents that come from, oh, wait, Texas. Those warmongers. And where, pray tell, on this godforsaken map, do those people hail from? Texas. Yep. And we know from many years of government shenanigans that when you have a president that hails from the great state of Texas, you can basically... They have Texas values. They yes, Texas in them. It's in there. And that's Can't help themselves. That is. Yeah, that's truly something special right there. Any anyone that I've ever encountered. And I lived in Texas when I was younger. I was like five, yeah, yeah. I think, 
or six when we moved out of there. And I'm not sorry nine that we did. There's, or wait. there's something in the yeah, fucking water down there, and I think it's contaminant from all that oil. Definitely. Dirt. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I think it's in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm, again, it, there's definitely some pollution in, in the bloodstreams. Yeah, there's just something. And I, I deeply love the parts of Texas that are a part of me. Because that's part of my FAFO, right? Like some something, something about living in Texas put a something in me that y'all ain't and gonna fucking do. fuck with me. And it does. Yeah. And I can only imagine someone who comes from a people who came from a people who came from a people of that land, boy, their their FAFO monster is so much bigger than mine and so much more righteously feeling i you just can't compete with it to some extent all of us can compete with it i can't by myself is what i meant to say <laughs> i i knew what you meant it's all good yeah so yeah. we we do have one more uh lbj clip and gee what a surprise he brought in someone of great controversy to have some unholy agreements with we're delighted that uh, Senator McCarthy could be speaking to the University of Texas yesterday, and he came up and had lunch with me today, and is returning to Washington with me at 7.30 in the morning. Senator McCarthy is an old friend of mine in Minnesota. Stand up, Senator, and let him see you. He has been working for this educational bill ever since the first day he came to the House of Representatives, and ever since he's been in the Senate. So... I would love to hear your thoughts on that particular clip. On um, well, my first thought was like McCarthy, is he still alive? <laughs> and then no, he he died remember. in fifty seven. Actually, he, oh, okay, yeah. He, wow, damn, he'd been dead almost as long as my mother's been alive. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, and we're well, not even going to get know. into McCarthyism this morning. <laughs> I refuse to take that yeah, no, great okay. leap this morning. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Different day, different show. Truth. Um, I, okay. So when we rewound education, this is the flashpoint. This is where it starts to go wrong. <laughs> this is, and because we're not going to go into McCarthyism today, y'all can already tell why this is a problem. Oh, hugely. You have, and this is, Okay. we're going to have to hold my hand and you're all going to have to follow me on this one because it's coming together as I'm saying it. What we Rabbi. have is a representation of an idea becoming powerful with the right people. Okay? So we have LBJ who has this little brain tickle that says, everybody deserves to be educated. And then we have O McCarthy saying, McCarthyism must become. And they come together and they say with the powers united captain planet we're gonna fuck exactly it up. yeah and they have but then at the same time that same brain tickle is running around the whole fucking planet and uk sets up unesco which is their version of global education which is like 185 countries all agreed back in 1960 that we're all going to follow this plan. 
And since like 1960, America has been on America's plan. And the world has been on Yenistis. And so here we are today in the Lord's year 2024, seeing how those all ram together and they kind of work enough, but they're also opposite to the point where we have chaos. That's how but that's what the they whole, want. And that is what they want. And that's also how the whole world is on this DEI train or die, except for the, um, we know what countries ain't fucking around right now. We know what countries are not confused. I don't have to say it. We know. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the flashpoint for education and for the crumbling dumpster fire we have today, the cookie cutter kids, is back at LBJ signing this bill. Oh, absolutely. And Actually, partnering. We also have uh, we also have some clips on uh, way from way back in the 60s, fast forward to 90s with Bill Bennett, which are quite uh, uh, they're they're very poignant. And I, I William I, William Bill Bennett. Yes, that would be the that one son of a bitch. Very much so. So I, I, I have in the script here because um, for assembly was good enough to do a lot of deep diving and we will have all the links that we have ta- about I depressurize properly so don't worry <laughs> this is a good thing so we we do have the links if you want to check out all the things that we're talking about because they are extensive i mean the there was one thing i clicked on a link for last night had 449 pages and i went whoa i'm not copy pasting that shit <laughs> but i did give oh, it yeah, a quick no, little look it was definitely one of the bills it it definitely was one of the bills now uh when kathy mentioned so oh go ahead fucking wordy yeah, because they want to talk you in I, circles. They don't want you to know. That's why most of the shit that gets passed that's so fucked up, people are like, how the fuck could that be voted for? Because it's, snuck it's in really, on page 89. Yeah, in the yeah. tiniest little subsection. Yep. Yep. So when Kathy mentioned the federal government getting a financial chokehold on schools at a state level, there's a great example of that. And it comes out of our most hated state we rail against all the time, <laughs> Alla Cracker, Bama. Now, now, good people, in the show notes, I said, I'm not picking on Alabama. They're just first alphabetically. They're also just too fucking easy when you look at their education system and the the waterheads that are pumped out of their school systems. I mean, living one state away from it that funk kind of creeps up in the southern part of our state it's horrible it can be um so one of the specific examples that i brought buried in a subsection um i looked at the budgets and the spending for the department of education and i pulled 1980 alabama population three point eight nine three million people in 1980 they spent 231.72 million million hundred thousand million million yeah that is a million and in special education of that 
or of that 231, 16 was designated for special education in 1980. Fast forward to 2017 and 2010 census says that they had 4.8. The 2020 census says that they have 5.03 million people. So we'll just say 5 million people in 2017. Education budget, 546.6 million. Okay, but I just, I want to, I want to double click really quick on something that you had said that I found really interesting. It took uh, roughly 30 years for the population of Alabama to increase by about a million people, just shy of a million people. 10 years later, it has bumped up to another half mill or actually more than that you went from uh 4.8 to 5.03 in that short amount of time in comparison it took 30 years the first time it's taken less than half that this time right well and if you figure in 1980 alabama that's worse in they were still probably creeping out of civil rights era. Oh, hugely. So most of, hugely. Yeah. So Alabama most of is like one a, of the most underfunded states. I mean, we crank on them and, you know, we have our own personal reasons why we dislike them. Right. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at the statistics of states, it's not just about an alphabetical order thing. Alabama is really low on the list for the education system and what <clears throat> and what is being you know, quote unquote, pumped out of their education system. Right. And that's, that's kind of like why I wanted to bring this because specifically with this state, like there's not, there's not enough people to tax to be prosperous. Cool. We could work with that. But when you have a, the education system sitting around in that state, from 1965 to 1980, crippling these people mentally. Uh huh. How how much growth did we expect them to have? <laughs> oh, 100%. how much growth did we expect out of Gen X Alabamans? What? How much growth did they get? Well, and I, I want to highlight just really quick. Want to touch on the fact that Alabama is actually one of the few states that still has what are known as sundown towns. Which basically yeah. equate, and you know what they are. You lived in Texas. Oh, no, I know what they are. For those who don't know what a sundown town is, if you are a person of color or ethnicity, you if should you have a melanin not. concentration. Yeah. When you, the sun goes down, before it gets twilighty, you best be gone. And there, for your I, own safety, I will tell you, there is still a town here in our beautiful state that has a sign. That says, don't let the sun set on your ass here, N-word. To, I don't care. I will stand on this hill and y'all can toss rocks at me. I don't give a shit. I think that those signs should have remained up. However, a follow-up sign should have been put up right behind it. Says, JK, it's fucking 1983. You're welcome here. 
right? Like, that was the move that we should have made because those mindsets, those generational beliefs, those crews of people, they don't just fall down when the sun comes down, baby. No. They don't. They get quiet or they get loud and they either shrink or they grow. You can't erase something like that. And it's like writing the word, uh, I don't know, global evil on a piece of paper and erasing it and being like, job done. No, you, <laughs> no. That has to be a concerted effort of the community to not be that way. And if there are people in the community that are that way, people have a right to know where they're going. <laughs> Just like it says rest area ahead on the freeway, it should say sundown town ahead. Just so you know, don't take that exit. Here's the thing. Anyone <laughs> who wants to know what they are and where they're located... <sighs> There, there is actually a list of them, and I can tell you, Coleman, Alabama, Bell. is one of them. Yeah, yeah, and that's like that's just another thing that happened in the sixties. the The sixties was wild, and next week we're gonna look at it. Well, it's it's interesting that you mentioned the sixties because a lot of this Bill Bennett conversation circles around his time in Hattiesburg, Mississippi and Cambridge, Massachusetts. Like in yeah, in education, yeah. in arguably 1968, I believe. Mhm. So we're we're going to hear his words and and we're going to talk about well, first of all, before we do the Bill Bennett, I want you to uh, continue on what you were talking about on Alabama, because I feel like we need we need. Yeah, we need to put that in the package before oh, we continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK, so 2017, we're saying there's five million people. Five hundred forty six point six three nine of that. The special the special education budget was one ninety eight point six eight three. That is like a tenfold increase of the special education budget itself. And I can tell you, basically, especially like when my children were in school, so you figure yeah. they are going to be 27 and 24 this year. It's been a minute yeah. or two. However, that's when, they when were yeah, when when they were in school, I I only saw a small amount of the common core bullshit and thankfully it was before covid that they yeah. were well and that was 2010 done. when they really started rolling it out in american schools was 2010 exactly so my brothers who are your boys' age they had that same like don't try it out and so i got a very small glimpse of it but when I saw it, I was like, no, y'all can't do this to like kindergartners. That's too much. <laughs> well, the, the whole special ed thing was where uh, my brain had gone because um, I was put in special ed. You, you and I were talking yeah. about this yesterday behind the mic because I was a behavior problem because I had kids who would start fights with me and I would be the one who would get caught hitting them back, not them aggressing me. 
So I ended up in special ed, not because I have a learning disability, because I'm pretty fucking smart. I tested out just below genius level. I don't think that fits into a a, a fair and equitable category of special education when I don't have a learning issue. I have a fucking behavior issue because other people are fucking with me and I was raised up where don't start it, but finish it. Yeah. The And the big difference in that special education is like when you guys get to digging into the show notes and you click on the budget links, the original special education is like five lines. In 1980, it was like five lines of a budget. And in 2017, it's dang near a whole page. Yeah, and it's interesting because because Boy brought in a... uh, He brought in a link in... We're going to have it in the show notes. Our little shithole town, our sweet little Crossville... Apparently, in our local paper, we have an article about how our school system has refused federal funding. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who have their asses lit on fire over this wanting to know why. I personally think it's a good move. I don't think the government... I, I, I hate the fact... That the government if thinks take federal that money, states can be beholden to follow, them. Yeah. If you take yeah. federal money, you follow federal rules. Exactly. If <laughs> I'm sorry. They're only talking about rejecting the funding. They haven't right. actually done it yet. Well, but I think I'm it's sure a step it's a... in the right direction. I'll just be honest about yeah. it. I think it's absolutely a step in the right direction because mm-hmm. if states don't stand up and take a position to say we're not going to continue to be beholden then to you, that Uncle falls Sam. On the community. Yes, but yep, that for falls the, on the community. For the sake of the fuck, state. could we care about our kids mm-hmm. enough to be like, not okay, fine, I'll take a three percent right. tax increase if it means that my kid is actually going to get a standard or a quality education out of um, a public school instead of mm-hmm. this unfettered or indoctrination. Exactly. But then again, you'd actually have to have parents who care about being parents and are present and interactive in their children's lives and not just handing them off to what you and I have equated to be a modern day orphanage adjacent organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting thing we've allowed public school to become. And there's not an, I mean, to some extent, I deeply understand the family whether they have both parents or one parent who really does go paycheck to three days before paycheck. If I miss a shift, the ship sinks. They, they're, they don't have the mental capacity to plan because they're just trying to survive. That's most of the world nowadays because they have been indoctrinated and led to believe a system of beliefs that are not their own. So they're following a formula that's not going to work for them. And I know that like hitting pause and like detaching from the system isn't completely possible in one day. Um, No, but but if you take the first step, Every journey begins with the first step. The only way you're going to get over here is starting over here. 
Yeah. Yep, yep. Get your legs moving. And one yeah. of the best things that we can do for our children, yeah, reject this federal shit. Make parents financially accountable for the fact mm-hmm. of you want your kids to have a quality education? Put some skin in the game. Accept yeah. a tax increase that is going to facilitate. Yeah. yeah. Because well, when you don't have the federal government pulling the strings, you have, mm-hmm. and this is why I've been talking about state secession. We need state secession from the government. States are so petrified to say, we are done. I think that we're first, cutting the fucking cord. If we applied leaving a toxic relationship protocols to state secession, state Step number one, have your own money. We don't need yep. your federal funds. We don't need to play your federal games. And that's no, what I'm talking you. about, about being beholden. This very specific thing. No, the whole thing. You can keep all that money. No problem. That's cool. Uh, and then also put some skin in the game, right? And then not only have you stood up for yourself, you've refused You've now empowered yourself. <laughs> so now when the time comes to say, here's the keys back to the apartment. Here's the fucking secession papers. And you I can stand on it. I can and actually you can have confidence. Yeah, you can have confidence. And well, I've already been doing it. I made the I got my own money. I said no. And we didn't sink. The kids didn't turn into retards the next day. And I think that's what they're afraid of is they people are afraid of the unknown. They don't know what to think if they did this because they have so many decades and and all of government being big daddy and big brother and big bullshit. That's how they wanted it, baby. Yeah, but now in 20 fucking 24, when we are listening and have been listening for several years to Klaus fucking Schwab, new world order, you'll own nothing and be happy. You first, motherfucker, you first. And that includes the children. And I can speak from a point of experience on this because as I've been happily telling everyone, uh, going to school and them for me to be able to get the financial aid they have these hoops they want me to jump through that even after i jump through the hoops it's not enough for them they don't they don't like the way i jumped through the hoop apparently i didn't you know light the hoop on fire before i fucking attempted coded in fucking <laughs> uh jet fuel to jump through but i basically said fuck you guys i am not going to be beholden to a system that insists that i file paperwork in a way that i don't feel comfortable with especially when it's tax paperwork you hear us rail all the time about you know at the end of the year shut off your withholdings fuck them it's your money stop letting the government hold your fucking money well by the way another example of that Yes, turn your withholdings back on. Go to your HR lady. Say, you could take my tax money. You could take it back now. It is after the new year. But uh, along along those lines. Some of y'all already got a paycheck, but. Right. At least for pay period, too. Yeah, we can, we, we, we can, we definitely, well, we, you know what it is? We weren't here for the beginning of the year. We, we, uh, we haven't broadcast since 2023. So sadly we didn't have a chance immediately to remind the listeners to turn it back on. At least it's not March. 
Truth. Truth. It's not fucking the last pay period of January. Yeah, that is completely true. It's it's January eighth. Um, you can pay taxes again. <laughs> uh, what I was what I was starting to say though is that um, because I refused to bend to the will of Uncle Sam and his federal paycheck, you know his 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 federal coffers to get my education, I said fuck it. I will do it one class at a time and I will pay for it out of my own pocket. And I damn well did. I paid my tuition over the weekend that is due tomorrow. That way I'm not. Thank you very much. That way I'm not dropped from my class roster. And I also I feel like it's a gigantic victory for me because I am being the change that I want to see in our country, standing up to the establishment saying not today, Satan. You will not force me into your little fucking box of compliance. I will not play into your debt slavery. That's right. And and I even have a little, I even have a treat for that one. Oh, epic fail. Phoenix did not plug her board back in after fixing that her clips. Tough. I know. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I, now I have to fix it all over. I have to play it and then reset it. Fucking embarrassing! It is embarrassing. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm I'm an epic fail this button. morning. Yeah, my loop back button. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Uh, what I have, what I have uh, to to respond to that whole thing was thus: You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, <laughs> mac and cheese, mac and cheese, macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. That's right, mac and cheese. You slaves get get used to mac and cheese with some ants. That's right, because you know, bugs, bugs, peppery. bugs taste like poop. But it tastes peppery. You know, I've actually heard the ants taste peppery, but I don't want to find that out firsthand. Yeah, John C. Okay. says it. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God, there's a reason he's. I, I wish we had talked about this behind the mic. It would have been so much fun to pull in his fucking. Uh, I don't know how many of the clips I have from No Agenda because sometimes Phone Boy thinks I have a clip in our clip thing that we don't have. But it would have been great to have the I got ants or some shit like that <laughs> just to have on hand. But we've that we've rabbit holed once again on things here. So we we need to circle back to this whole. Uh, thing right, about let's Alabama Bill and such. Yeah, let's let's listen to what this guy had to say because I think you're gonna enjoy. Yeah, I know. Try not to vomit on your microphones and your speakers this morning. <laughs> but I actually think that there is. I, I think you're going to enjoy the analysis of which we have come up with. Uh, respondent to these clips. We've been at this 25 years now. We have spent trillions of dollars, and many of the problems which we set out to address have gotten worse, not better. I don't fault people for trying, um, those who tried in good faith over the last 25 years, but I would fault them now if they wouldn't take a clear-eyed view of things and say, look, you know, we improved situation for the elderly. That's true, because that was a matter of simply transferring cash to, to the elderly. But uh, in terms of uh, American families, American children, education, um, teenage pregnancy, these problems are much, much worse. I think racial relations are much, much worse for reasons I hinted at earlier. And the great society here has uh, has not achieved its end. So I think that that's an extremely poignant clip 
And there's something I want to I want to circle back just for two seconds on this Alabama thing, because in your script part that you sent to me, you were talking about the span of 37 years and that for every a million people that they're going to spend 200 million to educate them. But in the same 37 years, the special ed budget increased tenfold, more like 12, but you know, it doesn't have the same (laughs) ring to it. So looking at those years and objectively observing the layers of things that changed in that time period, the changes made to DCF and CPS, the changes made to medicine, psychology, soci- in, uh, society. Societally. Yeah, societally. You Our know. men went off to war. We sent them to jail. We did some no-fault divorce in the 90s. The 90s was a huge smokes. ramp up. I'll say it. The 90s was a huge ramp up for divorce. And the- it's interesting because I remember having that sort of conversation with someone because I married my ex in two, 2000, I think. And even way back in 95 when we had first started seeing each other, the conversation was that nobody stays married anymore. It's just too fucking easy to get A divorce. Like, oh, this didn't work out the way I thought it would. You know, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. just... Marriage vows mean shit anymore. I mean, look at where we're at in 2023. Divorce lawyers make more than educators. Oh, yeah. If you think about, you know, the V for V on that. Yeah. I mean, thinking about the obscene amount of money that Phoneboy had to pay when he went through his divorce, I got off lucky. Like, I was pouting and kicking dirt over the fact I had to spend a grand for a fucking lawyer just for the guy to file fucking paperwork. There was nothing to do in my divorce. It was all agreed upon. It was like, you take your shit. I'm going to take my shit. Uh, I'm the fuck out of here. All I want is my freedom and what I came in with. Unlike his, we're not even going to go into it. But the, the the long and short is nobody stays married anymore. Marriage vows don't mean shit. You were talking about the fact of fatherless homes. You know, mm-hmm. when when did I mean, I wanted I wanted to bring you back to that uh, from last I'm, night because I loved your stand on it. I'm like, OK, so this the 1960s, so much shit happens. Bro, so much shit, mind-boggling shit happened that decade. And we're going to cover that next week. We are. We're, we're, we're going to the 60s We are 100%. Week. And, and <laughs> because we pulled this from a man who was speaking about how it was in the 60s, I think it's a great progression. Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to recognize also... real quick, we got a three, or excuse me, we got a $5,000 sat boost saying, Happy New Year boost from Anonymous. So thank you, Anonymous. Gracias. I appreciate y'all satoshis. Um, <laughs> so the 60s happened. Generationally, 70, 80, 90, we have 30 to 40-year-olds in the 90s. These are the grown-ups. These are the tax-paying, good-job-having, homeowning humans the government has to exploit at that time. Okay, that's when I was born. It was in the 90s. I'm a millennial. 1990, minted. Okay, 90, 2000, 2010. I'm a grown-up tax-paying member of the community. I don't get to own a home because I'm a millennial. I did own one 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 time, but not really. But anyways, 
My husband owned it, but he wasn't my husband at the time. <laughs> yeah, there's that thing. <laughs> um, but anyways, so like that's that's the generational flashpoints that we should be paying attention to, right? Because the '60s, the people that came of age that was in their '30s and '40s, paying the taxes, being grown ups, running their mouths, standing out there being free love and fuck you, were born in when? The 30s, the Depression. They had a hard life. They finally made it to grown-uphood, and they were like, nah, fuck y'all, and fuck all of this. In the same ways that since the 2010s, some Gen X and Millennials, the wrong ones, the blue-haired ones, the diggity-dumb ones, have been saying, some shit's fucked up. Let's tear down a statue or two and erase history, and everyone deserves to have an education, and... Hire her because she's the future. Yeah, that's Especially those. If she's melanated. That's those pussy hat wearing. Exactly. Freaks. And the only reason they are the majority is because they went to public school and then they went to fucking college. So now they have 16 years, 12 of a, of a kindergarten graduation, another four for a degree. That is 16 years. I'm shaking. This infuriates me so much. That is 16 years of other people's nonsense being shoved into a brain. And we expect what to happen. Well, we should be used to other people's biases by now. They've been coding us for as long as we've been on terra firma. Right. And that's kind of we're in a position now where we can look back. We can look back in a way that no other generation of human beings have been able to look back, right? Like, right. we could, if we wanted to, we could choose to sit in front of our computer and learn the history of the entire world and shut everything out, not go to work, not do nothing, just do that, and we would not die. No, I'm I think the pandemic like 150 years the, ago, the scandemic proved that. Yeah. 150 yeah. years ago. No, you, hey, you, man. It, it would have been fucking OV. Yeah. The pandemic. But, honestly, but here's the thing. In 1918, we had another pandemic. Uh, it we was did. the what Spanish flu that, or something like that. My darling, dear Phoenix, I had already accepted that time is cyclical and history Completely. rhymes it does not repeat. But when I tell you them germs popped up 100 years after some other germs done popped up, y'all got me fucked up. I'm with you. I'm with you. Y'all think I'm stupid? They do. No, um, that is exactly You think the last time we got our asses whipped. We got our asses whipped when we put our nose in some global business that wasn't ours. Yep. And some germs came back to wipe out the weak. You mean to tell me I'm not supposed to see that 100 years later after we done put our nose in some global business we had none being in and lost and left everything there and all those men died for nothing. We gonna bring some germs back and take out the weak across the world. I ain't stupid. No, no, but much like <laughs> much like 1984, they think that they can rewrite We're shit and it just doesn't exist. Like it was always those, Eurasia. It, it exa thank you 
Fucking thank you. And anyone who has not... But not last night. Yeah, anyone who's never read 1984 would not have gotten that reference. So fucking thank you for having slipped that one in there. But here's here's something... So going back to our Bill Bennett uh, clips, this one got me... When I heard this guy talking about this, I had a very uh, harsh reaction. So we'll discuss that after this. One of the legacies... uh, Odd, I guess now, 25 years later, is I find myself still quoting Dr. King. And I find increasing resentment to my quoting of him, not interestingly from the right, but from the left. I've uh, had a couple of people, uh, members of Congress, uh, liberal Democrats, say, stop quoting Dr. King, stop quoting dead saints, as if his words are somehow offensive to the modern liberal ethos. I think, in fact, they are. Martin Luther King taught that we should be judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. And that's something of an embarrassment to contemporary, some of the contemporary civil rights leaders. I want to know why the fuck that's an embarrassment. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not getting all on the MLK train, okay? But I will say that the man had a really good point in so much as don't look at me because I have light skin or because I have dark skin or because whatever and automatically go, yep, you're blah, blah, blah because of that. No, judge me by who I am, not what I look like, because and if you like, okay, bikers are near and dear to your heart. And I'm sure you've known some real burly ass looking bikers who you thought this person's going to eat my fucking face when at the end of the day, this dude would bend, take a knee and hand a flower to a little girl. Okay, some of the nicest motherfuckers out there look like they would murder you if you fucking breathed in their direction. I was terrified. Capital T terrified to work at the bar I retired from. The two bars I retired, the last two bars I worked at, those, that was my Goliath. I was like, if I could make it at these two places, I'll fucking run anything. One of them was a Samoan biker bar. If you're from the Pacific Northwest, you know what that means. Yeah, all the fucking time. Those Samoans Samoans are some fighting motherfuckers. And fucking the ghetto people that live in the Samoan neighborhoods fighting with the fucking bikers. And then the other one was the area's biker bar. If you rode a motorcycle, you went to that bar and only that bar. And I thought for sure I was going to be treated so poorly. It was just going to be rough. It was going to be a tax on me mentally that I didn't want to get for them tips. (laughs) But when I tell y'all, I was fucking wrong. A, found my husband in one of them places. <laughs> Chit chain. And B, I was treated better there by those people than motherfuckers I dealt with five days a week, every fucking week. Better than people I would drive home instead of allowing them to get their eighth DUI. Good. I was treated better by complete-ass strangers who look like they'd murder me <laughs> than I was people who look like respectable, decent people and tip well. Truth. The, the perceptions we have of people should really be addressed. And that's kind of like where it all started for me. I was like, if this is what I thought about these people, how much wrong am I about everything else? <laughs> right. But, it, I mean, so, on, on the subject of MLK... Um, 
it's interesting because during my summer semester, I had a communications, a.k.a. speech class. We all know about how much I bitched about the instructor in this class. And one of the things we had to do was review his famous I've Got a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's a video of it. So we had to answer a questionnaire on the video from the speech that he did. And the irony, one of the things I bitched and had a temper tantrum about the most was the fact that she asked an opinion question and then had oh, the yeah. balls to tell me when I wrong. answered the opinion with my opinion that my opinion was wrong. That's right. Yeah. So yes. I thought it was interesting to hear Bennett's words on the MLK situation from back in when the hell was this done? 83 or 93, 93. Yeah, like 93-ish. So the fact that people are so offended and uncomfortable over the words of MLK to the point of, uh, I'm not sure if it's in the cl- one of the clips that we have with him, but he talks about how when he would quote Dr. King, there were people who would shout him down saying don't do that don't quote dead saints like what need i remind everyone that when we forget history we are doomed to repeat it and by continuing to quote the great the great leaders of our time and time gone by that is how we keep ourselves connected to the history that they're so diligently trying to rewrite and destroy and pretend it never happened. Once again, 1984. So I would suggest um, if you're not already familiar with, you begin to consume James Lindsay. He explains perfectly. God bless and protect James Lindsay all of his days. Uh, he he explains it perfectly how the shift happens. So when I heard Bennett say that uh, the liberal people are bothered or embarrassed of the words of Dr. King, what I hear is in the 90s, these people had drank the Kool-Aid of content of character. Yeah, and it started in the 80s. But, right, but it was competing with the already preconceived notions, the programming, the being born in the civil rights era, remembering when the black kids had to go to a different school, remembering what their parents said. Oh, don't get it on you. Whatever it is that was yep, already the separate water there. fountains, the separate bathrooms, because, right. oh, my God, yep. you were going to turn yep. black if you drank from a water fountain that a black person drank from. Like, you uneducated yes. fucking cunts. And that, But that's the thing, is, like, that is the reality. That is the lived experience that they had in their brains. And then they went to college, and then they lived through the civil rights era, so we have to relearn and unlearn and integrate, okay? So we've integrated that. And now in the 90s, these people who feel like we've done it, we've gotten all the right answers, we've worked on our stuff, we're no longer not hiring the black people, we give them jobs, we do that, yes, good people, okay? And then the, 
really retarded fucking with society slippery slope people start sneaking in in the 90s in higher academia they're the college professors now the weird liberal communist just break your brain and have a useless degree thanks for the paycheck those people snuck in in the 90s and you have fully integrated decent human beings your mother was probably a fully integrated decent human being in the 90s not not openly racist not fucking not sitting next to the black lady at church right like that that's who we need to think of in the 90s who was the people in positions of teaching or uh hiring hr like it's those ladies it's our grandmoms it's our moms it's our aunts it was them in the 90s but it's much like the herd mentality we see nowadays where you're you're pressured into thinking a certain thing or feeling a certain way which is ridiculous because that's where a lot of this problematic shit comes from is instead of being free-thinking individuals going well okay everybody says i need to hate this purple dinosaur thing over here but i kind of like the pretty jewels on its head so why do i want to hate it like that's what but that's what we have in our that's why we have so many quote unquote and i know tiny house hates this statement but that's why we have so many karens and kyles because of the fact that everybody's been basically indoctrinated to believe this particular mindset and if you Mm -hmm. stray from that particular mindset much like the vaxxed unvaxxed or those of us who think that the fucking pandemic was, you know, a worldwide genocide to kill us all off. Like, I mean, even before know. then, we had the 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 uh, evolution and creation. Oh, yeah. The, you know the, what I mean? Like the, the scopes trial and been... shit like that. The monkey yeah, scopes yeah. trial. Yeah. That happened here in Tennessee, by the way. Yes, it did. It, uh, I, you know, I, I love. Have you ever seen a... the movie about that particular uh, situation. It's actually quite a good flick. I can't remember. I know it stars Jason Robards, but that's as much as I remember about it. But it's a fantastic movie about this teacher that had the nerve to, to, in the the South, big scary, (laughs) had the nerve to teach his students that, hey, maybe it wasn't evolution, or, or not evolution, uh, God, creation, creation yeah. okay, that created man. Maybe this whole monkey theory, the evolution from monkey to man, and it he was prosecuted for mm-hmm. teaching his students this, and it happened in our great state, and I can't remember the Can year, but that oh my God. Oh, that's Can horrible. Can we do that again? Oh God, Where's, that gets into we- a whole nother discussion. Okay, I got to look into that because I want to find what grounds that they uh, sued him on because I think that we're stupid for not doing that to the people who are out here spouting their nonsense. It's a violation of education. But I'm also sure it's written in somewhere in one of them bills. You could propagandize the youth, anyone K-12, it's fine. Tell them whatever, it don't matter. I just, I wanted to highlight that fact. Like, I don't know. You don't have to cite your sources. Oh my God. I, I don't even I don't even want to talk about that whole citing sources thing after my fucking speech class. But what we do want to talk about is radicalizing the radicals. 
in that time. 68, I think, was the great political watershed year. Um, it's a year when a lot of people, I think, will tell you they became radicalized to the left. I probably became radicalized to the right because I, after Mississippi, I went to uh, Harvard and there were all sorts of demonstrations. 1968 was the year that we uh, somehow decided in the culture that it was fine to protest anything in any way you wanted. And the year in which we lost co a comparative assessment of America with the rest of the world, that was the year, first year in which America uh, was truly trashed by all sorts of people uh, without, uh, with very little response in defense of America. I remember, I remember distinctly being at Harvard, reading the newspaper, campus newspapers and various handouts, and five times in a row seeing America spelt with a K. Um, this was the radicalization of the radicals, uh, and I think it changed our politics. It changed what people expected from government and expected government to do. It became de rigueur, it became fashionable to think of America as a terrible, awful, racist, horrible society. That strand or dimension of thinking has persisted to our day, I think. And that is a statement that is still absolutely applicable in 2024. Yeah. That's the yeah. bitch of it, is that he's talking about shit from 68 in a, an interview in 93, and here we are in 2024. A notice, a notice thing that he had in 1968 through up until 1993, at least, whenever he said those words, that the the I hate America feeling never really left. If anything, it has grown. Well, and... We have this one final clip that I think really ties up the statement that he just made. And we're going to dig just a little bit into it because I think it's worth it. A lot of people got themselves into trouble in 68 and beyond simply because they were dumb and they, they weren't educated well uh, and they didn't know. And when people said, this is a horrible, terrible country, they believed it and thought they had to drop out. And many did to their own peril. Yeah. And basically, like when we took that clip, we literally named it Tune In Drop Out because America sucks. And I really don't think that we've seen an improvement in the way people view the country. If you took a consensus of what most Americans think of this country, the popularity rating of this country is not that high. Yeah, there was an upsurge, an uptick in 2001 when, you know, we had the whole 9-11 attack, you know, op. We had our trauma bonding. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> and everybody a got all. recommitment ceremony, if that's, you will. Yes, it was absolutely a recommitment ceremony. That's exactly how I see that. Because what did we see? We saw everybody flying flags. We saw everybody, oh, I want to go be part of the military. Ooh. And now, <laughs> no pun intended here, but you couldn't pay people to join our military. The, uh, the numbers are down. co-opted too much. Yeah, it's, that it's, and it's the not... mind control. I mean, we heard Kathy talk <laughs> about the MK mind control of the military themselves. And mm -hmm. knowing people who have served in the military, some of our own wonderful No Agenda producers and whatnot, they can, they're all the same. 
Like I, I understand on on a ba- no on a basic level, I get the fact. Okay, when you're a soldier, yeah. you're all trained the same. Ba ba ba, one brain. But it's that you see that behavior after they are fucking out. You can tell you. I can look at someone. I will tell you after having grown up with a father who was a Marine. I can fucking look at at someone and tell you that person was a Marine by the way they look, the way they carry themselves, their cadence. It's Mm -hmm. this brainwashed indoctrination of (laughs) people for whatever purposes. Yeah, but it needs to be deprogrammed because, because they're programming well, the wrong shit whole in. Other thing, because yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent on. Like, listen, I was on uh, the Haram Life podcast a while back, and um, I posited the idea that when our service members get out of get out of service, um, they should we should shut Colorado down, and that's where we go let our veterans live, kick everybody else out. Y'all go live in Colorado. You want to do a hut thing up in the minor mountains and fucking hang out? Uh, yeah, yeah, go do that for about a year. And we'll have medical for you. We'll have, like, people that will wander by and be like, how you doing? And you can talk to somebody. But for the most part, like, you should you should be afforded the opportunity to recollect yourself and then bring, then come back to society because throwing them in and letting them sink or swim just ain't working 22 a day it ain't working it ain't working no it's it's absolutely not working and it's interesting so while we were doing these clips last night phone boy made an interesting observation that i want to put out there uh whether it holds water or not i thought it was kind of interesting we're always looking out for things that could be quote unquote an op or they're obviously an op what if Woodstock was a gigantic fucking op? Just putting it out there. What do you mean by op? Like well, well, I guess, well, we're I guess gonna, we're, we're going to let phone boy himself weigh in on this. Yes, I, I, I don't, I'm not. I, yeah, normally I don't get on on this, but no. I and and I think C. Brooklyn mentioned something in the in in the in he 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 thought that you know all of that was also probably uh, you know the CIA was involved in it. I don't I don't disagree. He with did it. mention yeah. Uh, yeah. that. It's just, but I'm just looking at it. They're okay. So because they're, they're doing this on multiple levels, and I look at this and I go, okay, well, because I because I'm hearing the Bill Bennett clips, and of course I I've, I got exposed to Bill Bennett because I listened to Rush Limbaugh back in the day, and he was he was. Uh, somebody that that he played clips of all the time, and so I kind of I kind of knew what this guy was about when I heard when I saw the name in the in, our, in, in the show. Um, I was like, okay, well this would be this ought to be interesting, and and, and lo and behold, yeah, I, I listened to him going, okay, so at the school level, they're talking about they're they're talking about saying how America sucks, right? And, you know, there, there was a, you know, one of the mm-hmm. clips in there where where he actually talked about where where he actually talked about the fact that the school that the schools are basically you know that the, you know at all levels are being created to basically hate America. Okay, so on one hand, you hate America. Now you say, hey, we got these great drugs that can help you tune in, drop out, and, and all that stuff. And so you kind of look at that and you go, well, maybe they did both of these things. And they're, they're, they're basically trying to get people to disengage so that they can control them. Well, you know, that's, yeah. uh, that's how I look at it. So that's how I thought it was an op. And, and that can easily be backed up by the amount of children on Adderall depression medications ssris like- yeah the the last show that we did before the holiday break was the lydia show or no i'm sorry that was the crossover we did um, right yeah the medically gaslit yep medically gaslit the last episode that we were on mic together with and that's a lot of what 
is going on and what we were talking about with the special education system and things like that is every kid out there, if you at all deviate even the smallest amount from their little cookie cutter image, oh, you have ADD, you have ADHD, you need to be medicated. Suppression, suppression, suppression. And this Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why. Get your fucking kids out of public school. Homeschool your children. Care enough about your little ones to not hand them over to the gulag because that is exactly what this is. They are orphan, orphanage adjacent structures. Glorified babysitters. Yeah. And it's because the parents have let it happen. Let's just call the fucking spade a spade here. The parents have let it happen because... It's easier because fuck Joe Biden in 2024 when both parents have to work feasibly unless one parent makes like six fucking figures or something because it's too goddamn expensive. And the food system, I mean, Jesus, have you listened to the Lotus Effect Saturday at 4 (laughs) p.m.? The food system is broken. The education system is broken. The world is fucking broken. And you know who it is up to to fix it? Us. The government is not going to do it. Big brother, uncle, daddy, whatever the fuck you call the governing body. They're not going to do it, folks. It's going to be us. It's going to be us loudmouth podcasters who are spitting in a mic at 7 a.m. on a Monday, educating you all to properly go out and kick ass in the world and stop handing your kids over and letting them become little cookie cutter mind controlled beings that are going to add jet fuel to the already burning dumpster fire that the world has become. And if we truly love our children as the children growing into young adults, growing into an adult, becoming their own person, they deserve better. They do. They really do. They deserve a better you, listener. If you're one of the people who's saying, well, I can't homeschool because I can do this, start ticking things off that fucking list. If you feel, me personally, I felt like I was a little too retarded to homeschool. I knew I had negative 84% patience for ignorance. And lack of a better term, what are children ignorant? They're little blank hard drives with nothing. I don't have the patience that a child deserves. I got patience for adults. I will holler at you till you get it because you could take it. Little babies, not so much. They don't deserve right. that. I could do better. I'm going to be better. I honed my patience for ignorance and allowed child ignorance to not be ignorance in my brain. I had to redefine that. I had to allow. I had to hear so many fucking dumb things and not say that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But that is fascinating. Tell me more. I had to do that. And then I also had to become confident in the things that I knew. So I did things to do that. And then once I had that, I could, I could, we could do anything. We could do anything. So now I homeschool. So whatever your reasons that you have that you don't think you can do it, start proving to yourself that you can. And while you're doing that, join the PTO. Volunteer for some shit. It's springtime. They're going to be doing hearing and vision checks. Okay, I don't don't know if you slipped into a time warp, but um, it's wintertime here in, in, in. (laughs) I mean, it's just, okay. 
Sorry, Sorry, I couldn't That's help. my retail calendar. <laughs> wait, We're wait. Breaking the balls. Breaking the balls. I, I, I couldn't realize, I, I couldn't resist just, you know, tacking that one on there <laughs> for Monday morning. I plan ahead. That's There's nothing wrong problem. with that. I just, you know, it, it, yeah. if, if we're going to yeah. do this, we have to be able to at least give each other some bullshit now and again. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. But I, I agree um, with you. I 100% agree with you yeah, that be involved. The word can't should not be in your vocabulary no. because it's such a defeating term. Currently unable to. Yeah, it does because it's that's much less abrasive because it's yeah. like, hey, right now I got this going on, but mm -hmm. in a day, in a week, I may not have, or I might have been able to iron out how to fix what I got going on so I can. Like, turn can't into can. Yeah. Or at the very least, I am currently unable to. And that says to your brain, how can we get able to? How do we get currently to be now? And that it's a fun little hack that you can play on yourself. Teach your kids that when they say, I can't do that. You are currently unable it's to do. Words do matter. And facilitate them doing the thing. And because we do that for our children, we're going to do it for ourselves. So that way we continue to do it for them. Like that's. Because our children deserve us to be the best us we can be. And in order to be the best us we can be, one, we have to change our thinking. We can't have a negative mindset when going into things. That's how we got where we are in this country is that everyone just gave the fuck up one click oh, at a time. There are two evils. Oh, God. You know, one of the things in my life, honestly, that I have found to be the the biggest annoyance is the whole negative mindset that mm -hmm. you fall into and yeah. and and for what reason you know what i'm to, saying yeah, to what end what is the purpose or as dvorak says how does this monetize <laughs> i love dvorak he's awesome so but and and here's and here's what gets me is the fact that it really does you know circling back to what we've been talking about it really does start in the schools with the fact that you have we we've gone too far ultimately mm -hmm. before like when my youngest was in school and his coping mechanism much like my own when he's deep in thought or he's trying to work something out he'll rock back and forth well that and I, and I know I've told this story before. Um, it's one of the reasons why he was put in, you know, quote unquote, special ed. And the teacher had a little clicker like you train a dog with. And when she would see him rocking back and forth, she would fucking click that clicker. And he finally had enough of it one day and took this little marker whiteboard and fucking chucked it at her. And she ended up having to go to the hospital. He hit her in the leg with it. And I, I couldn't defend the teacher on that one. I'm like, I hate I, to be that bitch, adult, but you know what? She I deserved it. Do not treat my child like a fucking dog by clicking at him. The reason I went down that road and, and we had this little side digression is because We've gone from we can't have a child in a classroom in first or second grade rocking back and forth to self-soothe to we have a child who identifies as a fucking cat. So we install a litter box in the bathroom at the school. 
We've gone way too far to the other end of that spectrum. Well, we got there because we medicated them. Because yeah, medicated the gap, into compliance. Yeah, in the gap between the special ed room of, you know, the behavioral kids who probably just needed a minute um, to what we have today. It's just, it's the only way we got there was, was by allowing the no child left behind, the status quo, the just get the fucking yearly test scores, um, the, the co-opting of that with the medicine because of the integration of mandatory reporting of teachers, because of the integration of the well child checks that the states um, who have kids on state medical have to do for insurance purposes, like all, because of all of those things working together for so long and nobody saying at any point along the way, but why? <laughs> no, because no. don't you don't question you just do. ultimate compliance yes and this is and this is where we find ourselves is we have people who have been through the public school their parents went through it their grandparents went through it it is the status quo we don't question the schoolhouse that's right right so now we have parents who have i mean when i say it's kind of like an orphanage i mean push come to shiggity shove the school has more rights with your child than you as a parent do. Yes, and they're making the ever more legislation to make that yeah. possible. That's why you and I have made that leap to orphanage adjacent equal public school. Yeah, because it, there, I just I can't see it any other way because there's no babysitter. My <laughs> my mama. Grandparents, they don't have any freaking rights. The schoolhouse has more rights to a child than the grandparents, the genetic grandparents. That is wild. How did it we is. get here? Again, how, how did we one, happen, y'all? Be, one click at a time. On, honest yeah. to God, it's so, literally one piece <laughs> of control at a time that they yeah, have. Behavior modification. Again, the, the frog, another. the frog in the pot. Right. Because for so long, the frogs have been in the pot and they've just slowly been turning the the heat up one notch at a time to the point where the pot is boiling over. The frogs are now floating. And what are you left with? Rotten frog soup. I'm kind of seeing it as a blooming onion. Okay, I like that. Like they, they smashed it and split it all apart, but it's still layered. Threw us in some batter, shook us around, and tossed us in the deep fryer. Yeah, I Here think I can pull I, it apart I think I can piece that. by piece. Don't forget my ranch. Hey, that spicy ranch <laughs> is on point. I don't care if it is hot, fresh garbage. It's so good. So, do you have any final thoughts on this education rant that we have had today? I think that we spend a lot of money to indoctrinate people. And I think that. The more that we fully appreciate the ability to look back that we have right now, um, the more clear things will become. Uh, I hope that after this episode, you don't feel like, oh, God, this all sucks. 
rather, okay, I see how it was built. I can see which pieces I can pull out of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a little bit of a Jenga for a your Jenga, life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Jenga this life. This is an issue. And if okay, had it not been for some new members on the school board and a couple of people in administration changing this year at my child's specific school, <laughs> we probably wouldn't have homeschooled just yet. We probably would have suffered. We had to done the hard like, man. This is what school's gonna look like forever. Are you sure you don't want to homeschool? Like I had thought about it. Okay, people changed, values changed, some SEL snuck in, and I was out. So that's just me. That's my area. If you're in an area where the schools are aligned with you, stay. Build your but, child but up, but know to be able what's to going on. It. Be present yeah, yeah. and be involved yep. so that you do know, because that exactly. is how we got to where we are. This is a result of that because parents didn't. Go. Yeah. Parents yeah. didn't My have mom. the time or the give a fuck <laughs> to go to the PTA meetings and the well, teacher and if conferences. Back, if we think back to the to one of the pins in the grenade of fatherlessness. Yep. Since 85. When mama's working and going to school to get the career to not have to work these long ass hours, she ain't got time to go to a meeting, a PTA meeting. When mama's but that's working a cop full out. time, two But that's jobs, a cop out. That is a fucking cop out. Like we just talked about. I Don't agree. sit there and say, I can't. I'm currently unable. Okay, Most, maybe I can't right, catch right. this meeting, but you know what? I'm going to schedule myself or I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure I can catch the next meeting. In a historical context, how did we get here <laughs> from 1985-ish to assuming today, from today forward, we are just currently unable to, and I will find the time to go to the meetings, but how we got here to January 8th, 2024 was single mamas. They ain't got time. And if you, if you do look at any of the PTA rosters, all them women are married. This is their only job is to raise their children. So, yeah. So how is how is I don't have time? Where does that come in? Why? Because your nails and your hair are more important. Or is it maybe the fact that it's too. Prioritize the wrong things. That's and that's one of the things that uh, phone boy and I talk about all the time. And I think it's really applicable here is when everything is a priority. Nothing is a priority. So get your get your shit together. Get your priorities straight. Because that's the only way we're going to fix the problems that we're seeing in the world right now is by getting our own priorities straight so that we can enact the change that we want to see. And we're putting people into the world who have seen someone make the plan, execute said plan, and move forward, right? By us doing the things, our children see it happen. They learn that, oh, girl, I saw it with my own eyes. I seen it happen. I know it's possible. And when they know that certain things are possible, that puts them in a position to be 30-something years old and be like, you know what? I think it's time for me to start my own pressure washing business or whatever. Like, the the people out here doing and moving and making something of themselves today are only doing it because they saw somebody else do it. They saw someone else give it a go, not fall flat on their face, not get strung up, and now they're like, you know what? If he, if he walked, I'm going to run. So be the lead by example, motherfuckers. That's it. 1000% lead by example. 
And with that, we are going to let you all have the rest of your Monday back. That's right. As you heard Emily say, turn your withholdings on. Go CHR. Let them know Uncle Sam can start taking his fucking pound of flesh again. Happy New Year to you all. Go out there. Win that money, money, money. Don't give too much to the government. Repeal the 19th. And we'll see you fine folks back here on Monday, 7 a.m. for another cup and bowl of coffee and chronic. And I have been Phoenix. And I've been Hemphoris Emily M. We will bid you goodbye till next week. Bye. Bye. No bike clubs this episode.